Welcome to When in Doubt, Laugh It Out. I'm Michelle Lyle. And I'm Michelle Brookhouse. Have you ever heard that laughter is the best medicine? We may actually believe it's orgasms. Or sneezes. <laughs> Whatever the case. Tune in while we discuss serious and not so serious topics of health, relationships, sex, and money. <laughs> Hi, I'm Michelle Lyle. And I'm Michelle Brookhouse. I don't think I say that every time, but I I'm know, saying it today. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you're already listening, you already know who we are. I mean, I think Maybe. we say it in the intro. <laughs> Either way, now you know. <laughs> oh, the funny conversations that we're having today. I know. Yeah, we decided we better start recording them because we were already jumped in and to a bunch of them and we'll see maybe we can recreate likely not because we're not recreators <laughs> we're not recreators at all I didn't have a shirt when I was six that said you recreate everything <laughs> that's not the shirt I had what was the shirt you had Michelle <laughs> if you can do it I can do it better <laughs> you know what t-shirt I wore when I was a teenager not six was um a woman needs a man like a fish needs a bicycle. And how has that created your life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. I know. We were just talking about that. It's like, what are the messages that we've sort of received as children and then have gone on to create our lives from that consciousness? <laughs> or anti-consciousness. Anti-consciousness. Yes. Yes. Here's the single woman. I've been... Yes, I was married for 16 years, but now I've been single just as long as I was married. I don't need a man. <laughs> and, and you know, there's a contribution in that. Yeah. Because you're self-sufficient. And mm -hmm. <clears throat> so I have this interesting point of view. I came up with this theory, um, seems like a bazillion years ago, but maybe it was like 20 now, that um, you are like a cherry pie. Yes, I've heard this. I like it. Say it. So you're like a cherry pie. So if you are fulfilling all of your needs as a single person, mm -hmm. you're taking care of yourself, you're fulfilling everything that you need for yourself. Um, so you're like a ripe cherry pie. All the pits have been removed because you've done the work on yourself. Yeah. You know who you are. You know what you're doing. So it's just this yummy, delicious, ripe cherry pie. Cherry pie is good by itself. It is good by itself. <laughs> The relationship is like adding whipped cream to the top of the pie. It makes it a little bit better. It's like a bonus. The bonus, yes. So and men should be our bonus. They should be material. the whipped cream. The whipped cream. So, you know, essentially you bring a man to your life. Like a lot of times what we do is we're like, oh, there's this man now. So like he's going to do all these different things or I'm going to block him out from doing anything. Yeah. And there's no there's no receiving of the bonus, but then there's also mixing of the cherries. Yep. Yeah. No, we totally can lose ourselves in relationships because we have so much programming in the society about what relationships ought to look like or are. Exactly. Well, and that was part that was how our whole day got started. You were talking about, <laughs> you know, this retreat that you're bringing up and then your personal experiences oh, that are yeah. unfolding with yourself and your body and your intimate relationships and sexual relationships. And yeah, for sure. 
<coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, so um, this retreat is really, really yummy because it's an invitation. It's a recognition that as women, we don't always allow our yes in our body. And what does it mean to allow yes to sex, yes to pleasure, yes to desire, and um, you know, feeling the yumminess of that. So I'm super excited to sort of be in this gorgeous, gorgeous place on Lummy Island, this tiny little island off the coast here of Bellingham in this exquisite retreat center, inviting women to like come play with us. <laughs> Sounds delicious. <laughs> so it, when you say that we don't, we don't invite the yes, I mean, you know, if I just played devil's advocate yeah. here for a second, yeah, yeah. like I, you know, I think a lot of women think that they do say yes. You know, having been in a relationship, I've been in plenty of relationships, but I think our yeses are actually more like no's. It's like, yes, if, yes, but, yes, that. You know, we've got all of this. I'll do this if I get this. Yeah. yeah. And we don't even know we're doing it, that's actually. The, that's the key right there. Yeah. We don't know we're doing it. We think we're saying yes, but, you know, we have all these conditions on our yes. And we give ourselves the conditions. We not only give our partner the conditions, but we give ourselves those conditions like oh no I can't do it unless I shower (laughs) or shave or whatever I mean now I'm sort of going right into the deep the deep dark waters but yeah yeah. Yeah. (laughs) but but even if you bring that back to the surface of um well you know there's a lot of times I'll go out to dinner with someone and I'm thinking about like I don't I'm not thinking I don't do a lot of that. Um, but I'm like, I'm really being aware of the energy. And so like I, I, I went on this date with this man and um, he instantly thought we were t- so connected, way beyond yeah. where I was at. Um, Why did he think that, do you think? Well, there's this interesting thing about me is I have to pay attention to, like, I, I'm so distracted and, you know, ADD, so I get pulled by sounds, and we were in the kind of a noisy restaurant, yeah. and then it was really hard for me to hear his voice, so I, I was leaning in and making eye contact with him so that I could hear what he was saying, Right. and he took that as, you oh, know... I'm so into you. <laughs> Because we don't make eye contact with each other naturally. No, it's true. But no, I do. Yeah. And so it's mm-hmm. often times that gets mistaken for something else. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I'm trying to pay attention to him. So I'm leaning in and I'm making eye contact so I can hear what he's saying. And he says to me, um, I'd like to take you back to my hotel for dessert. I stopped by this, my favorite bakery on the way to town and I bought my favorite dessert and I want to share it with you. Okay. And I was like... <laughs> So, you know, I'm so pragmatic. I was in a condom. I looked at him and I said, is there actually edible dessert at your hotel room? Or am I the dessert? (laughs) And he just looked. Good question. He was like, he was like, like, take it back. Like, what? And, and then he's like, no, there's actually edible dessert. And I'm like, I'm going to actually pass on dessert. I'm tired. I'm going to go home. Because I didn't, I didn't want to put myself in that situation because it was so, um, there were so many murkiness mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. And then later, you know, he apologized for being so presumptuous, like texted me later and apologized for being so presumptuous and said that he actually did have dessert waiting for me. And 
He was hoping that I was dessert. Uh-huh. So, so he came clean with his... It was both. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. So often we turn off all of those things and we, you know, oh, well, I'm going to go to his room and just have edible dessert because there's actually edible dessert there without paying attention to the other awareness that they're expecting something from you. Yeah. Or that, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we actually have that awareness if we're paying attention. How often do we say, he bought dessert, he went out of his way, so I have to go to his room and eat it? Uh-huh. Absolutely. Or he bought Another me dinner, way. so I have to kiss him goodnight. Or exactly. We still more. are an exchange culture. Really. There is an exchange. We're an exchange culture. Right. There's not... Like, I can't just receive this. I have to yeah. reciprocate. Like, how often yeah. does somebody... Okay. Go, go, go. Yes. Yeah, no, I mean, it's something we've been talking about in a different perspective about just this idea of actually receiving. We actually don't know how to receive in so many ways. But, you know, it's like, what if we did just receive the yumminess of, I was practicing that when I was dating somebody just recently, just like I'm practicing just receiving dinner with no expectations. And it was actually kind of delicious and I kind of felt guilty too which is weird Talk about that which is weird yeah. isn't it it's like we can't receive I can't receive without sort of something niggling in the back of my mind going yeah but this is going to cost you something somewhere <laughs> <laughs> exactly how how many of you out there like I want to know this from you how many of you out there have that like if I receive this what is it going to cost me? What's coming at me later? What do I have to pay for it? What does it mean? Yeah. And because we do that, then we're actually not really receiving because it's a block. Right. It's really, there is a block there into that receptivity then. Well, I do lots of little like tests, you know, not yeah. tests really, but just like experiments. We like to play. <laughs> I'm very experimental. Yes, we do. <laughs> and so I put out, um, free energetic sessions mm-hmm. I said I'm giving away five free energetic sessions first five people that book get it so I had five people book their yeah. sessions <clears throat> and it was so interesting because I literally was just gifting these five sessions and what I was getting out of it is I wanted to get my hands on bodies again you know because I I yeah. love to work with bodies um energetically so it was Um, that was my intention Mm -hmm. and I was very transparent about that Mm -hmm. and it was really interesting um, because each one of them showed up to to receive this session and like someone one of them brought me a gift another one um, offered to connect me with some other people Um, another one you know felt like they had to sign up for my class that I was going to teach on this subject. Mm. Like it was so interesting mm-hmm. how none of them just showed up and received the free gift. They all had to contribute something back in exchange. Yeah. Yeah. And what would change in our world if we could just receive, like relax into the reception of, I'll just receive this. But on the flip side of that, I have known people who take. Yeah, but taking's different. That's what I wanted to ask okay. you. So I have yeah. known people that take. Do you think takers are actually receiving or are they just taking? Yeah, that's a great question because I, I agree with you. 
I do believe that there are takers and they take and they take and they take and they, ah, okay, this is the difference. I think you're gonna know a taker by how you feel with them. So if you, if it feels yummy to give to somebody and they're actually receiving it, that'll, so it's the yumminess about that. It's like, ooh, I love giving to this person because they receive it. But I don't think you have the same sensation or feeling with a taker. Like when you're giving to a taker. You feel like angry. and angry <laughs> and resentful. Like, and it's like, well, this You feel taken doesn't... advantage of. Yes. Yeah. But no one can take advantage of you because, you, you, you know, know, if you're giving, you're I giving. Know. Like I have yeah. a giving nature. And exactly what you're saying. Like some people I've gifted to and then I'm like... I'm not choosing that anymore. That feels awful. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the antidote to that or the rectification of that or whatever word you want to say about that is like when you notice you're feeling drained when you're giving to somebody, they're actually not receiving, they're taking. So choose again. Choose someone else. Choose something else. Yeah, exactly. If If you need to give. What if you needed to just, why, why not try receiving? Because oftentimes givers aren't actually good at receiving anyway. True. <laughs> <laughs> good thing you can't see my face. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what did she just say? Can't compute. <laughs> I'm not bad. Kind of like when I learned about subtext. What? What is that? What is subtext? <laughs> it's a whole other conversation. I can't explain it because I'm still figuring it out. I heard about subtext and I was like, oh, every relationship in my entire life now just makes sense. Yeah. No one's ever taken my words as actually what I meant. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm I mean, like, what I say is what I mean. Yeah. And then people are like trying to find all these like other things. I'm like, what are you talking? What conversation were you having? Because I said exactly what I meant, Mm -hmm. but you can't hear those words. You're looking for all the subtext underneath of what I actually mean. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I said what I meant. (laughs) I can remember having conversations um, in relationship where the person didn't believe me that I was angry when I said I was angry. (laughs) (laughs) Were you laughing when you said it? (laughs) Did you laugh when you said you were angry? (laughs) You're not acting angry. Well, just because I'm not acting angry doesn't mean I'm not angry. (laughs) I bet you were laughing. (laughs) I'm so angry at you right now. And the dog licks you. suppressed your yeah. potency it comes oh. through anger when you're just tired of not being potent mm-hmm. that's my interesting point, yeah. of what, point of view of our hidden superpowers I love that though you know because there is a potency in anger and you've I know you've seen it in me because the there's a line drawn when okay I'm, I'm done, done. <laughs> I'm done, I'm done. <laughs> I gotta go no this is what you say I gotta, I gotta go, go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so potent 
because you're like there's you're not yelling you're not saying like there's no quote-unquote energy of anger but you know that you're done <laughs> I gotta go I'm out of here you just macheted that whole thing <laughs> Well, yeah, it's true. I, I think it is, what it is, is a really hard line in the sand. Yeah. It's totally, I think in some ways, if we could just do that. I, I, this is reminding me of a something that happened when Devin was little. My son was little. <laughs> and out in the neighborhood, and there was shenanigans of some sort with all these kids or whatever. And I just went out and I went, boom, stop. And <laughs> there was another neighbor out there sort of watching this and they went, Dang. <laughs> well, you know, that says a lot about you really understanding your own boundaries. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. you know, my, you know, th- this is where you being, like, I'm on the cusp of Aquarius and, and Pisces, but I tend to be a right. little watery. Yeah. And you're, you know, Aquarius, and you get the, you get these like, and it, our signs don't matter. It's not. What I'm it saying, doesn't. But, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no significance. But you get yeah. this, you get this line where I tend to be like, my lines are always blurred with this flowy water. Like I'm like, mm. I can see a line in there. Yeah. <laughs> through the reflection, but there's still this little, you know, illusionary overflow that water gives you when you're looking through it. Uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, you might be able to push me just one little teeny bit farther. <laughs> but then when I'm done, see you later. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, people, I just leave people, like, hanging in the wind, like, I, what, what happened? Like, mm-hmm. you know, for, like, ten years I've been getting away with this, all of a sudden it's done? <laughs> yeah, because ten years is my mark. <laughs> so if you've been in my life for ten years and you are not being kind to me, you're probably pretty close to that mark. Kindness is the key. <laughs> Good thing all of my kids are older than 10. <laughs> oh my gosh, that were, what animal eats their young? <laughs> You know, like, I know that, you know, when I was a kid, I had um, a cat that had kittens, and one of the kittens was born deformed, and the cat ate it. Wow. Wow. That's a story. Yeah. It was pretty traumatic because I was a kid, but... I bet. You know, now, like, seeing how life works in nature and being an adult, like, it's like the cat inherently knew Mm -hmm. that that kitten, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, whatever animals are just more aware. Right, yeah. I don't eat my young. <laughs> they're all alive. They're all alive. <laughs> and I go, they're all thriving. <laughs> to some degree. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> and they all have superior voices. Mm-hmm. All in their own way. It's really kind of fun. They're very direct. Yeah. They tell me like it is. There, there's just something about 
young people just generally in the world right now maybe we were like this I don't know we weren't like this you know why because we were told that children are to be seen and not heard True. And, and, and we like, never said that to our kids. We didn't. It's true. We like yeah. like at some point, I mean we're we're a little bit different in age, but um, you know, at some point mm-hmm. that stopped and yep. then the next generation of parents was like, I'm not doing that to my kids and kids now don't have that same thing. Like when when I'm working with people that don't have a voice, they're typically, you know, older than thirty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. The young there is more, there's a voice. This throat chakra is totally opened up for them in a way. And it's, um, and that's not, you know, I haven't met every kid in the world. So there's, no, I'm sure there's yeah, a lot of kids that I, still don't have abs- voices. Cause well, there's a course, lot of still, of course. you know, people that are yeah, shutting know. that down. Yeah. I mean, we all have the potential to be shut down depending on our susceptibilities too. you know, homeopathy speak. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just to give you a little footnote. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So, yeah, kids have a voice. Well, my kids all have a voice. Sometimes I wish they wouldn't. I'm just kidding. I love it. I love what they say to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, I'm, so I'm writing my book and, and part of what I've, I've been putting in there is like you plant a seed. Mm-hmm. So this, a big seed. You know, we mm-hmm. plant little seeds all the time. The yeah. big seed that I planted in my life was choosing to become a mom. Mm-hmm. And that seed, everything that... I've watered and every choice I've made is watered and fed that seed and all the contribution that that's created to my life today. Right. Um, you know, you couldn't have imagined at that time in some ways because we can't imagine what it is that seeds are going to produce in our lives. Well, you know, and I grew up with the idea that my parents knew more than me and they told me what to do and you know, Mm. all those things, which I obviously rebelled. Um, obviously. (laughs) But with my kids, you know, I, you know, as many times as I failed as a parent, I've empowered them to have a voice and I've empowered them to know what they know. And I've learned from them. Like they raised me. Yeah. They taught me who I am today. Mm -hmm. And I think probably way more than I raised them and taught them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they're still doing that, you know, know, they're still telling me different things. And I, and I take, but I take that. So like, you know, for years, I would try to have this conversation with my mom about my childhood, and she would make all these excuses, yeah. <clears throat> which is totally fine and normal. But when my kids say something to me, I, like, take a step back and look at myself, mm-hmm. and then I look at, like, my part, and I don't go back to them and say, well, because of this, this, and this, I did this, this, and this. I'm like, thank you for telling me that. Yeah. I didn't recognize that that was what you were getting from that side of it, because I had my side of it, but... You know, mm-hmm. I validate their side of it. And I think that that really empowers them even farther. You know, the Absolutely. next thing. And in their relationships. Mm-hmm. So no, so true. whoever they're choosing to have relationships with, then they have more of a voice. And, you know, mm-hmm. it, it changes the whole trajectory. Yeah. Yeah, I was just having a conversation the other day with my son. And, and he was, he said, in the midst of, I was expressing some viewpoint. He goes, you know, Mom, I actually just don't want to even... I don't want to hear it. I don't don't want to hear it, you know? Uh, I thought, oh, that was beautiful. I mean, in a way, it's like drawing a line. And he had a perfect, it was perfectly okay for him to say that. And it was perfectly okay for me to go, yeah, you're right. You don't have to listen to this. So let's let's choose another topic. Right. (laughs) 
<laughs> and that's, I mean, how cool is it that, that he's so comfortable to say that to you yeah. without worrying like, oh, she'll be mad at me or, you yeah. know, like, like yeah. there's things that we don't say because we'll, the repercussion that we think is going to come. Right. Yeah. And you know, like my youngest son is more like you. He's like, I'm done. And he yeah. walks away. And he walks away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with this conversation. I'm like, but I'm not done. He goes, I don't care. <laughs> I have more to say. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> And and that's yeah. how we and that's how as parents you can tell um, where your kids are at if you're paying attention mm-hmm. is their comfort level with being themselves. Ah, yeah, and being different from you and having a different viewpoint than you. Absolutely. Yeah, because they are their own person, which is really fun to watch and. Yeah, nurture and whatever it is. I mean, maybe nothing. Maybe we just get to watch it in yeah. a way. But um. well, you know, we were just talking about that because we, you know, we cohabitate together. We're housemates, mm-hmm. and um, we've only known each other a year. My kids have known you less than a year because yeah. they moved in after we were already living together. True. And they're like coming out of their shells and like you know being themselves in the house with you here, and yeah. it's really cool. It is to notice that the environment for them is so safe and secure that they can choose that. Yeah. I like that too. I do. Yeah. So cool. So (laughs) if you're wondering what's going on with your kid, just watch them and pay attention and see where they're constricting and where they're opening up. Well, and I think the best thing is to be curious. I think a lot I, I, maybe that's an overgeneralization, but I think for the most part, most human beings have a lack of curiosity. I'll say it like that. We're not curious about another person, really. I mean, we can go back to dating here on this one. How many dates have you been on that the person that you're on the date with hasn't asked you one single question? This is such a hot topic. We're going to talk about this on the next show. How about that? episode. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, you know, you can get a hold of us by emailing us all of your questions, and we can talk about it on the air. And our email is hello at laughitout.lol. There we go. (laughs) Laughitout.lol. We'll see you next time. Bye.